Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Family Brand Podcast. Melissa and I are so stoked to be here with Hal Elrod. So Hal is someone who I've known about for years not through family brand, but more of the entrepreneurial world. Um, and then as of recently, we had the chance to get to know he and Ursula and their family a, a lot more and just have loved getting to uh, to know you, Hal. So welcome to the show, man. I, I, I've been talking about you guys a lot. I'll be on a, I was on a podcast yesterday and they're like, how do you do Miracle Morning with your family? And I said, well, I do, the, I do, we do our family values and affirmations. We went through this program called family brand and you know, like you yeah, it, it comes up out. a lot. It was, that was really impactful for us. You guys do a phenomenal job. So thank you. Oh, that's thank amazing. You. Yeah. It was, that was such a fun group and we were stoked, uh, yeah, and honored to take you and Ursula through it. So we are, we're, we're really excited. Hal has some really amazing things that are happening in his world. Something really exciting happening uh, really here soon. So for those of you who don't know, Hal is the author of The Miracle Morning. Uh, it's an incredible book. We have the original version. Would you call this the OG version? Version That's the OG, yeah, yeah. Um, sold. Hal Hal's probably being modest, but we think between two, we know over two million copies, maybe even over three, but between two or three million copies worldwide, over a hundred countries and thirty-seven languages. So, how why a book that's done that well, that's transformed your life, saved your life, and so many others? Like why? why release it or why do an updated version of it? Yeah. So it's interesting. So the biggest fear is I, this book has done so well, I don't want to mess it up. What if I change it and it's worse or it's too long or right. So, so that was a big fear. And I think for, I've wanted to do it for a long time. And, and I think the reason to, there's two, there's two reasons. Number one is, you know, if you look back at your work 10 years ago, like you're usually embarrassed by it, right? You're like, oh my God, like I was, I was so immature or blind in these areas, right? So when I go back and read the original, the OG Miracle Morning book, I'm like embarrassed. I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. How did this sell millions of copies, right? I need to like, oh, I got to change it. it. It irks me so bad. So that was one thing is I'm like, I could say this so much better. I could, let me put it this way. The Miracle Morning elevates human consciousness. That's one, and we can unpack that if we want, we don't need to. But that's really the the purpose of the Miracle Morning. The mission is to elevate human consciousness one morning at a time. And it does it at the individual level. So it does it at the collective level when people do it. And so I've always said, like, it's I've been elevating my consciousness with the Miracle Morning for 15 years. So I would hope that who I am now is far different than oh, yeah. when I first wrote it. So that was number one. And number two was um, when I wrote the Miracle Morning, I was like a year into practicing it. So I was like pretty new. I've done over almost 5,000 Miracle Mornings now. And I've learned from hundreds of thousands of members of the Miracle Morning community on what they're doing and what their practices are and how they've evolved it. So for me, it's like that original book was very much a, hey, this is like for people that are new to meditation and affirmations and visualization and reading and journaling. 
but how can I write a book that applies to a newbie, but also applies to someone that's like, I've been meditating for 10 years. Teach me something I don't know. And so we, I added 70, this is the new book, totally new cover. Um, and it has 70 pages of new content. And wow. so I, it really is not only did I rewrite every page and make it better, but I added 70 pages of new content. So you can either start, if you've never done anything like this before, you've never been a morning person, it'll hold your hand to get there. But if you've already got a morning routine, you've been meditating for 10 years, it will give you outside the box, advanced strategies that'll take it to the next level. That's amazing. And, and I think also we're all, we're always our own worst critics. So the OG version is amazing. Uh, I know how could look at it and be like, how, you know, this is terrible, but it's, it's great. <laughs> and it's an, you know, it's an upgrade. Something that's funny. You just said, I was just speaking with, with, uh, Matt, who's on my team in, in the possibility company. And he was meeting with someone this morning who he spoke with three months ago. And the guy was like, dude, you're not the same guy you were three months ago. When it's like that idea that if if we're the same person even a month from now or a year from now, it's like, well, man, maybe that's not a great thing. Like, so to your point of I'm not the same person I was when I wrote this book, you know, ten years ago. Like the 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 elevated consciousness that you've experienced and five thousand miracle mornings later, it's like, and I think it's maybe a goal for all of us is to not be the same person we were yesterday or certainly not a month from now or a year from now. So I really resonate when you said that first reason. I was like, oh yeah, I can totally see that you're a different person. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I was writing The Miracle Morning, I was reading a book called The Rhythm of Life by Matthew Kelly. Have you read that before or mm -hmm. familiar? So yeah, The Rhythm of Life. And Matthew Kelly talks about our your purpose, right? Everyone in life, you're searching for your purpose. What's my purpose? And he says that the universal purpose of every human being from his perspective, and I think it's studying, you know, the history and um, it's to become the best version of yourself, right? And that's something where you don't compare yourself to somebody else. You're not on their journey. It's what, what, who could you become? And what I love about that purpose, and so I really infuse that into the Miracle Morning, like this is a daily practice that enables you to become a better version of who went to bed the night before, mm. right? And, and continuously learn, grow, evolve, and become a better version of yourself. And what you find is that as you become better, your ability to create better results in your life, your health, your marriage, with your kids, you know, right, your family, your finances, as you get better, you're able to make your life better. And I love that, the, you know, becoming the best version of yourself to me is the essence of the Miracle Morning. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think sometimes that idea of becoming the best version of yourself seems so big and daunting. Like it's like always out there somewhere. Yeah. But with your approach, it's like, no, it's every single morning. And it's yeah. really simple. And it's, yeah. How, how long does the miracle morning for you, Hal, take? So mine is anywhere from, uh, so I do two. I do a personal miracle morning, which is an hour that's focused on me and my family. And I do a business miracle morning that is an hour typically. So, and it varies depending on my priorities for the day. I want, oh, I love when balloons go. I don't know how that's a setting. Balloons just went off on my screen. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, Celebration but, of Hal's yeah, new book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, no, but, but I will say this, I, I, that's intim you know, I'm, when I say that I always followed up with, that's not what the miracle morning is. The miracle morning can be done in as little as six minutes or as much as an hour. Like the average person does a 30 minute miracle morning or anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes. But there's a chapter in the new book, the updated edition called the six minute miracle morning. It's in the original edition too, but, um, and it's, and it's, it's not hyperbole. It's not like some, oh, it's like six minute abs, right? It's literally because we have an all or nothing mentality. Most of us do with most things where it's like, 
I like to go to the gym for an hour. If I can't get my full hour in, I'm like, eh, I'll just skip it today. And I found myself early on with my miracle morning going, I like a full hour. And I'm like, I only got like 40 minutes. I'm not going to do it. And one day I had 15 minutes before I had to leave the house and I had been excited for my miracle morning, but I had slept through my alarm or it didn't go off or something. And so I went, okay, I got 15 minutes. Uh, and all of a sudden in my brain, I'm like, what if I just did a six minute miracle morning? Where, Cause it's made of six practices. And I go, what if I just did one focused minute of meditation or prayer and then one minute of affirmations and then one minute of visual, right? Just one focused minute for each of the six practices. And six minutes later, even though it was one-tenth of the time I would have normally liked, I felt like I got like 80% of the benefit. I felt calm. I felt excited. I felt motivated. I had clarity. I learned something new that I could apply in the day, right? I mean, it, it was a game changer. So the Miracle Morning is completely customizable for anybody's lifestyle. Let's maybe dive a little bit deeper. You just alluded to it. What is a Miracle Morning? Like if someone is listening and they've never heard of this yeah. or read your book, what does it look like? I know you have what I'm laughing because I'm thinking like most parents, including us at times, are listening to this being like a miracle morning. Like we have just disastrous mornings. Like every, you know, getting yeah. kids up, trying to get them to school, get them on time. So yeah, that's a great like what is a miracle morning? That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and I'll I'll address that first, Chris, which is a lot of people in the miracle morning, the Facebook group, right? There's three hundred and fifty thousand people in there. So it's a great sampling of all walks of life all around the world. And you get a lot of parents. Uh, that asked that exact question. Like, I already wake up at 6 a.m. to get my kids ready for school. Like, how am I going to do a miracle morning? Or I have a newborn. I'm lucky. I sleep when they sleep. How am I going to do a miracle morning? And there's always an answer for it. Um, and and one example is, um, well, let me say what a miracle morning is, and then we can circle back to that. So the miracle morning is made up of six of the most timeless, proven personal development practices in the history of humanity. And any, I'm going to, I'm going to quote Robert Kiyosaki because Robert is one of the biggest fans of the miracle morning, the author of rich dad, poor dad. He's read the miracle morning three times. He does it on a daily basis. He and his wife. And when he interviewed me on rich dad radio, um, he summed it up really well. He said how any one of the six practices of the miracle morning will change your life. But he said, I think you named the book correctly because since I've been doing the miracle morning, I've had miracles happen in my life. Because if one of these will change your life, when you do all six, it's profound in the way it impacts you. And so for anybody listening, so you can really follow along, there's an acronym that these six practices are organized into. And the acronym is SAVERS, S-A-V-E-R-S. -E the first S is for silence. That is your meditation, your prayer, your breath work, or just sitting there, ah, oh, just... <laughs> not trying to worry about anything, just letting yourself be at peace. And if you think about it, that is when we have our greatest insights and breakthroughs are in moments of peaceful, purposeful silence, whether it's you know the voice of God, the wisdom of God, your subconscious, collective consciousness, whatever it is. But because of our smartphones, many people have all but eliminated those opportunities to gain the insights that they gain in silence because from the moment they wake up, they grab the phone and they start checking email, they start checking social media. And so the miracle morning starts with anywhere from one to five or 10 minutes of silence. The A is for affirmations. Now, not the way you may have been taught. I think affirmations have been mistaught and misunderstood and they have a bad rap. And I think they're thought of as kind of cheesy and goofy because number one, we're either taught to lie to ourselves like if you want to be wealthy and you're struggling financially, just affirm, I am wealthy. 
I am. Well, the problem is the truth will always prevail. If you say I am something that you don't believe you are, you create an unhealthy internal conflict. You're, I'm not wealthy. What am I talking about? And you're like, you're telling yourself, shut up. I'm doing affirmations. I'm trying, you know. So the truth will always prevail. Your affirmations must be rooted in truth. And then the second piece is, or the second problem with affirmations is that we're taught to use this flowery passive language that promises a magical result independent of any effort. Mm. Good example. You may have heard this one before. It's very popular. I am a money magnet. Money flows to me effortlessly and in abundance. Now, that might make you feel better in the moment because you're deluding yourself into thinking that money's going to magically flow into your life, but it's not going to produce income for you. So quickly, three steps that I teach in the book, and I break these down, and I have templates, and I walk you through it all. Step one, affirm what you're committed to, mm. right? I'm co- As a husband, I'm committed to blank for my kids no matter what. There is no other option. Yeah, I love As that. a husband right? Or as a father, as a husband. So every area of my life, I follow these three steps. Number one, what are you committed to? Number two, why is it a must for you? What are the reasons, the benefits, the consequences of why you are so committed to whatever this is? And number three, which specific actions will you take and when? And that's where the rubber meets the road, right? It's not enough to say you're committed and, and, and be clear on the why. If you haven't committed to what are you going to do And at what days, what intervals, what times are you doing these things? And again, I apply this formula to my fitness goal, my health goals, my parenting goals, my marriage goals. It's every goal in my life. What am I committed to? Why is it a must for me? And which actions will I take and win? And then quickly, the last, the V is visualization. The E is exercise. The R is reading. And the final S is for scribing, which is a fancy word for journaling, but a a J would have made the affirmation or the acronym awkward, right? So, but those are the six practices. You could do them in any order, any time frame, you know, and it's just about starting your day before you get reactive because the kids are up and right, just wake up a little bit earlier, even if it's 10 minutes earlier and do one or more of these practices. Will you give us an example of one of your affirmations? Mm, yes. Uh, and this is probably is unexpected. So I'm going to share with you the affirmation that literally saved my life. In 2016, I was diagnosed with a rare aggressive form of cancer, and I was given a 20 to 30% chance of surviving. I was on death's doorway. My heart was failing. My lungs were collapsing every other day, and my kidneys were failing. And the doctor gave me one to three weeks to live as I sat across the desk with Ursula, my wife squeezing my hand in, you know, painfully as, as he's telling us this. And at that time, my daughter was seven and my son was four. So to be told, I only had a 20 to 30% chance of surviving. And by the way, this isn't like you have only a few years to live. This is you have one to three weeks to live if you don't start chemotherapy tomorrow. And if you do start chemotherapy, your best odds are 20 to 30% that you're going to make it. So I was terrified. And even though I'm a very optimistic person, I'm a very faith-based person, I still couldn't help like anybody, right? Like, what if I do everything right and I still die? 70 to 80% of people die from this in one to three weeks. What makes me think I'm any, any different, any better? And so I doubled down my miracle morning. I literally said, the miracle morning, this is gonna save my life. And of every single, I'm glad you asked affirmations because of every one of the savers, I applied all of them. I read books on beating cancer. I meditated 
in a healed state. I visualized my cells perfectly healed and not the way they looked under a microscope, which is they're all messed up with cancer. But more importantly, I followed those three steps that I just taught y'all. Number one, what are you committed to? It went like this. I am committed to beating cancer and living to be 100 plus years old alongside Ursula and the kids. No matter what, there is no other option. And whenever I felt fear, which was multiple times a day in the beginning, I pulled out those affirmations. I had them printed out and they were on my phones. They were always with me. They're on my bedside table. And I read that with such conviction. I embodied it with every fiber of my being that within a matter of weeks, the fear literally disappeared. And it was replaced with faith. It's like, afraid of what? Why would I be afraid? I'm committed to beating cancer and living to be 100 plus years old alongside Ursula and the kids. No matter what, there's no other option. That became my reality by affirming it every day. Number two, why is it a must for you? I had five compelling reasons why I would do whatever it took to beat cancer. Number one, I'm committed to beating cancer for Ursula because I promised her forever and today. I'm committed to being cancer for Sophia and Halston because they need their daddy's love, guidance, and leadership, and I want to watch them grow up. I'm committed to being cancer for my mom and dad because they've already lost a child and they don't deserve to lose another one. I'm committed to being cancer for myself because I deserve to live a long, happy, healthy life. And last but not least, I'm committed to being cancer for the millions of people who are themselves battling cancer or some other disease and may not have the knowledge or resources that I do. And it's my responsibility to heal myself of this cancer so that I can help them on their healing journey. Those five reasons were so important. <clears throat> they were so meaningful to me that when I was sick from chemo, on the days that I'm like, I can't do this anymore, I'd pull out the affirmations and I'd read those and go, I could do one more day. <laughs> I'll do one more day. And those literally saved my life. And I'm telling you, if I didn't have those affirmations, I think I would have given up because there were so many days where I was so sick and I was, I was on death's doorway and I was in the ER again at 2 a.m. with 105 degree fever and I had no immune system that I just wanted to give up. But the affirmations were my anchor. It's like, nope, it's not an option. It's not an option. And I affirmed it every day. It's not an option. I have to beat this cancer. And then I'll wrap it up with number three, which actions I was committed to and when. And I said, I will, I'm going to do chemotherapy, even though I resist, I didn't want to because it was poison. But I said, I'm going to maintain unwavering faith that while the chemo kills the cancer, my body will be strong enough to survive it. And that mindset shift helped me go from the fear of what if the chemo kills me to no, 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 my body's strong enough to survive. And number two, I will relentlessly research every holistic practice known to man, known to the, and I will do all of them. And I did. I took 70 supplements a day. I juiced organic vegetables and fruit. I did ozone sauna three times a week. I did lymphatic massage. I did three coffee enemas a week. I did meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, scribing, all six of the savers on a daily basis. And most importantly, I said, I'm not leaving my life up to a doctor that has very little skin in the game. I'm taking 100% responsibility for beating this cancer. It's on me. It's not on anybody else. And that's how the Miracle Morning and Affirmation specifically, I believe, saved my life. That's amazing. I love that. Thank you for, thank you for sharing. And, uh, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, how all of that happened after you had already published the book. So, like, what, how important that all of that that you just shared, that uh, everything you learned and all of that energy 
like be wrapped up into this new edition. So I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing how it's like super, super inspiring and touching. And, and I just can't help but think how interesting you wrote a book called the miracle morning and the greatest miracle of the miracle morning is the miracle of it saving your life. Like if no one else ever reads that book, like amazing that it's gone on to 2 million copies sold and now even more, but it's like the real miracle of the miracle morning is the miracle of like yeah. what it, I never thought, I love that you framed it. I never thought of it that way, man. That, that is so, I mean, I always said it saved my life, but you're right. That like, what, what more of a miracle if it never sold a single copy, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's remarkable. And I, I actually, I actually think for a lot of entrepreneurs, thought leaders, authors, I think a lot of them miss that, that whether they know it or not, they really are the first case study totally. of their work. You know, they are the yep. first, you know, uh, transformation and I, and I, you know, everyone listening to the podcast might be thinking like, oh, here, here Chris goes again on the power of language. But I just talk about it all the time, like in families, in businesses, in our lives, that language is the fundamental element of creation. You know, you and Ursula probably heard me say that in our, when you guys are going through family brand, but it's like, you can't not have creation happen when you speak. And it's either creating more of the possibility of freedom for what you and your family want, or it's creating yep. more of the limitation that you're trying to escape from. So, and I, I, I'm like you, I've never really loved, I was about to say, I've never loved the word affirmation. That's not true. I've never loved what I think gets implied, like these flowery, because yeah. I think of them more as like commitments and declarations. Yes. And so when you tie commitment to that and, you know, my, my current coach and mentor, who's an amazing guy, he says, failure to commit is the high cost of low living. Hmm. And he talks about commitment in a way that I've never heard anyone talk about it. He says, commitment, when you when a person gets radically committed, it literally creates a black hole out there in the universe. And then it pulls everything towards it. Mm, I love that. And like it's like the 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 people, the resources, the energy doesn't even have a choice because the commitment's so strong, it has to be sucked to it and pulled to it for its benefit. And that's like to me, really, it was like your radical commitment the power of language in that commitment that's yeah. like, I'll do, I'll do anything, you know, yeah. to beat this cancer. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just, there's so many principles. I mean, one principle just first and foremost, like, wow, yeah, the miracle morning, like it's time for Melissa and I and our kids to start practicing the miracle morning. Like imagine how much smoother families would run every morning if every member of the family just did just the six minute version. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, man. That's I, I've never heard that part of like that detail of the story. It's incredible. Absolutely. Um, I'd love to hear, you know, with that nudge from Chris, I'm like, oh, I would love to hear how do the Elrods as a family do incorporate America Morning into your routine? Yeah. So it's interesting. So it's gone through phases. Um, I'm the only Elrod that has consistently stuck with the Miracle Morning. <laughs> in full I was actually going to ask, are you, you know, because like you Everyone's always like, oh, yeah, your kids don't think you, everyone could else could think you're cool, but your kids are like, well, that's just my mom or that's just my dad. Totally. Or your kid's like, yeah. oh, here your dad goes again on the miracle morning or. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when like, they were young, they were all for it. Right. You know, when your kids are young enough to where they think everything is cool. Right. And then now my daughter's 14. She's like, I'm not doing a miracle morning. Uh, I do think they, that she will come back around. Um, and even my wife, right? Like how many times, you know, your spouse says something over and over and then you hear it from somebody else. You're like, Hey, sweetheart, listen to what I'm going to do. She's like, Dude, I've been telling you that for the whole, you know, have you, right? You know, I had to hear it from my buddy, John, you know, um, but, uh, but so no, so we've gone through, so when we were younger and it makes me, 
it, it makes me happy and also a little sad, but like, oh, I, oh, pictures will pop up in like my phone of me and my kids doing a full week. Cause for years we did full blown miracle mornings, yoga, meditation, you know? So on, you know, we would go through it, but, um, yeah, right now we don't do the miracle morning, but I will say this, the way the miracle morning impacts my family's life. Um, number one is leading by example. When I created the miracle morning, for those that don't know, I want to go into the whole origin story, but it was 2008, the economy crashed and my business crashed with it. And I was deep in debt. My house was foreclosed on and it was like a six month downward spiral into like hopelessness and depression. And I think it's important to share this part of the story because we are in a recession and you know how bad it gets, nobody knows. But when the recession started taking my, you know, losing clients, I blamed the recession. Oh, I am the way that I am. I'm losing my income because of the recession. And when I created this miracle morning concept that, that, that was born in the recession, I'm like, wait a minute, I need to create a personal develop, like the ultimate personal development ritual so that I can start every day in a peak physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual state and become a better version of who I was the day before every single day so that I can create my own economy. I can turn this around. And within two months of doing this morning routine, which did not have a name, I more than doubled my income in 2008 at the height of the Great Recession. And I remember the moment I, I, I signed on a second coaching client for the day. I ran to get Ursula out of the bedroom. She was walking out of the bedroom and I saw her in the hall and I said, sweetheart, I signed on two more coaching clients today. And she goes, congratulations, that's great. I said, no, 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 you don't understand. We've officially more than doubled our income now in the last two months since I started that morning routine. It, it feels like a freaking miracle. She goes, it's your miracle morning. I go, I like that miracle morning. And they started teaching to my coaching clients and transform their life, right? So, so this is the kind of the origin of how, how it all came to be. But the point is, it was a self, it was like, it was about, I'm struggling financially. I don't have any kids. I need to turn things around. When I went through my cancer journey and my miracle morning continued and I was doing it as much for them, if not more, like I got to stay alive for my kids. Like I'm at peace with death. I could die anytime and be okay with it, but I'm not at peace with them being without a dad. Like that was my, really my mindset. And so what I realized is the miracle morning is not just about me being the best version of myself for me. It's about becoming the dad that my kids deserve and being able to show up at my best every day for the people I love and the people that I lead, becoming the husband that my wife Ursula deserves. And so that's first and foremost is it enables me to optimize my mental and emotional state so that I'm not taking stuff out on them. I'm able to show up every day in a loving, engaged, supportive, like not angry way at all. And so they benefit in that way. And then one other tip is I have a self-imposed rule that I am not allowed to read a book on business until I read a book on marriage or parenting first thing in the morning. And by doing that, number one, it reminds me that, oh yeah, family's my priority. I, I, I'm not, I don't read business. I don't even think about business till I've read a book on marriage or parenting. And I learn something new every day that I get to apply to being a better husband or father. And one last thing, every night at dinner, thanks to family brand, I gotta give credit where it's due, the Elrods read their family values and affirmations. I had to tag and affirmations to bring some, we're, we're co-branded there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so every night we read the Elrod family uh, values and affirmations and we do it at dinner because I know the value of a daily practice, not like a once a week practice. So we went from like family meeting, we'll read our family. I'm like, that's not often enough. So now it's just habit stacked into dinner where I've got five, four copies of our family values and affirmations printed right next to the dining room table. 
and when we set the table, we set the affirmations and values all the way around, and we take turns going around and reading awesome. one of the values. And, and yeah, so it's so the Miracle Morning's infused uh, all the way around. I love that, and I love that. I it's so real, like how you're just sharing the reality of it. That it doesn't always go perfectly. It's like my your kids aren't waking up at four a.m. <laughs> with you to do it. It's like that's just the reality. But that the power in it is like how you are choosing to show up, regardless. Like that's where you. That's the control you have is how you choose to show up. Yeah, it highlights to me one of my favorite quotes on leadership as a parent, as a business owner, as any, anywhere, but it's more is caught than taught, right? Like our kids, our, our significant others, our teams, our employees, they will always learn far more by who they catch us being and what they catch us doing than what they ever hear us saying. And, and so that's awesome that you just are that demonstration to your kids of like what could be possible and... You know, one of the things I, I do say to my kids sometimes is, hey, how you start your morning is how you finish your day. Mine, though, is mostly focused on like get up, move your body, go to the gym. I do journal. I do some of this, but like, yeah, it could be more intentional about hitting each of the, you know, in the acronym savers. And I just love it. And, and what I really love because, and maybe it's just right now, this idea of commitment has actually been a conversation that's been going on a lot in my life and in our team with my consulting business. But I love that, I love looking at it, and I've never looked at it this way, I've never even heard it explained this way, how is that the miracle morning is really a way to get super clear on what you're actually committed to in your life, your family, your business, first thing in the morning. Because if you're not clear on what you're committed to, then the world will just decide it for you and you'll just drift by default instead of by design. So I love that idea of like, yeah, let's get committed to what we're, committed to very first thing in the morning. Like, I love that idea. I have a question. I know it's maybe a frequently asked question, but I think it is a good one. So I'm going to ask it. Um, if someone is listening and they feel like I am not a morning person, like I hate waking up in the morning, what would you say to them? So the first thing I say is welcome to the club because, so I wasn't a morning person, but I was asked uh, a couple years ago on an interview they said, what percentage of Miracle Morning, you know, there's millions of these Miracle Morning practitioners around the world. What percentage of them were already morning people? So it was like, oh, instead of checking email, I'll, I'll do the savers, right? Easy peasy, no big deal. And they said, what percentage of Miracle Morning practitioners had never been a morning person until they read the book? And I go, that, 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 that's data. That's a question. I need to know the answer to that. I had no idea. But in the last few years, we, we've surveyed hundreds of thousands of people and 72% of Miracle Morning practitioners said that they never thought they could be a morning person until they read the book. <laughs> and what I'll tell you is when I was writing it, that was my biggest insecurity is I go, how am I going to like, people have such a deeply rooted lifelong belief that stems from childhood. I'm not a morning person. My theory, by the way, as to why that is, is because we were forced to wake up growing up when we didn't want to, we didn't want to go to school and get up at eight, you know, get up to get ready for school. Our parents made us, we didn't want to wake up. So we resist waking up because we were conditioned as something we were forced to do. So we naturally resist it. Hmm. So in the book, that's a big part of it is I hold your hand psychologically and emotionally from, Hey, I don't even want to be a morning person. Like I don't even, I'm, I don't want to read the book because of that. Like I'm so against it. I don't like mornings to joining those 72% of the people that said, oh, wow, it actually, I used to never think I could be a morning person. I read the Miracle Morning. I followed the steps. There's an entire chapter. It's a short chapter, but it's called the five-step snooze-proof wake-up strategy. 
It's for people that don't like that like to the snooze button, don't like to wake up early. How do you beat that? And it's worked for you know millions of people. It's amazing. Yes, totally. Okay, I I have another question, but I feel like I'm asking <laughs> too many questions. I but you said at the beginning, like your mission is to elevate humanity, elevate human consciousness. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So when the Miracle Morning came out, my uh, my the mission was to ch- change one million lives one morning at a time, and and that's you know that's really just a purposeful way of saying I want to sell a million books. I know this book can change lives. It's changing the lives of the people that bought it. I want to I want to change one million lives one morning at a time. And uh, once I reached once it reached a million copies, which by the way this is worth saying. Year one, I gave it everything I had to sell a million books. I didn't know how to do it, but I just, I, I did, I worked like every day. I, I did 150 podcast interviews. I gave 36 speeches. I did everything I could. And I was short of my goal by 987,000 copies. Wow. Okay. So that's a 98.7% failure rate. And, uh, and so, but I just kept going. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I have a responsibility to share this for as long as it takes. And it took six years to reach a million people. Then I was like, okay, now what's, what's the new mission? Cause we've already fulfilled that. It's to elevate the consciousness of humanity one morning and one person at a time. And what that means is when you do the miracle morning, you elevate your own consciousness. What that means to elevate your consciousness, it means you become more aware and intentional about how your thoughts, your words, words, Chris, and your actions impact your life and the lives of the people around you. And so as you elevate your conscience every day, you become more effective, more intentional, more thoughtful, more right in, in how you live, how you think, how you show up. And so as millions of people are doing that in over 100 countries, we are literally, the Miracle Morning community is elevating the consciousness of humanity one morning at a time. And the last thing I'll say is 2 million, 3 million people have read Miracle Morning. That means there's 8 billion people that I have to spend the rest of my life <laughs> trying to reach. It's amazing. Our family, uh, our family vision, if you will, we call it, we are committed to is to elevate and inspire others. Yes. But I love this idea of, you know, elevating the human consciousness one morning at a time. Um, wow. Like, I feel like we could, I could feel like we could turn this into like, are this, you could be our first, like Joe Rogan, Jocko Willing, four hour style, but our community isn't quite ready for that yet. And so yeah. thank you for coming on. We're and so look, we are going to be huge promoters of how and the new release of this new edition. We will we're going to have a copy of it in our home. I'm committed to to practicing sabers. I practice some of the acronyms, and uh, we will have all of the information in the show notes about how you can go and purchase the book. I recommend it for you. I recommend it for your significant other. I recommend it for all of your children. So yeah, thanks, Hal, for thank you, thank you on the show. I love you both. Thank you so much for this opportunity to to share this message with y'all. No, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com, forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time 
guide. And I can promise you, it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing. We feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.